just some things as we were worshiping, and that was an incredible time of worship. It really was. Um, just enough. Have we got just enough? I preached a message once on Israel coming out of Egypt into the desert and into Canaan. And the story was in Egypt, they didn't have enough straw and stuff to make bricks. They didn't have enough of anything. And sometimes we find ourselves in that place. But God wants to bring you out of that place, first of all, into the desert, because they had to learn how to fight and how to follow God. They had, they had the Holy Spirit by day and by night. They had His protection. And yet sometimes when we think we, we've got the Holy Spirit and we have His protection, we think that's okay. But that's just enough. The God of not enough the God of just enough, and the God of more than enough. God wants us living in the place of more than enough. What, what does that mean? Just a quick one is so that you've got more than you need so you can help others. So often we, we just, just enough for me. Who owns a hamster here? Have you seen how that thing gets on the wheel and it, it's running, eh? but it's getting nowhere, but it's running kilometers, but it's getting nowhere. Shame. We shouldn't put wheels in our hamsters cages, but you know what? We, are we living like hamsters or are we living our life to the full? Are we just running on the spot or are we moving forward, taking a hold of what God has got for us? And remember, I'm, I'm speaking this morning in the context of Kevin and Mandy moving. They are moving forward to take more than what they have now. You might not like that, but they are. And they are still part of your possession. Because as they go, they take AM with them. They take your DNA, they take your hearts, they take everything that has grown inside of them in the last 13 and a half years, uh, two months and five days. But are you seeing that, hey, am I on that hamster's wheel? And am I just going along? I used to have a hamster and then I like, they don't live very long, so when it, when it went to be in Hampstead Heaven, then I, I, I didn't replace it because I thought, no, this is terrible. How can we have this poor little thing running around like it is? And we, we need to be those that are, are looking forward. Can you imagine Israel in the desert, and the little boy comes running to his mom. Mom, we're moving again. The cloud is going. And she's just got the tent out. Oh, no. Yeah, we go again. Pack the tents up, get it all ready. Yeah, we go. And we stop and we're putting it out and it's becoming daylight. Mom, the cloud is moving again. Heavenly air conditioner. Cloud by day, fire by night. I'll tell you what, they need air conditioners if it's any, if it's any way like we were yesterday down here in Cape Town. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't pleasant. 
But fortunately, I've got an air conditioner in the room, so I, I just sit in the room all day. But you know what? Most of us complain. We sit, we complain about what's happening in the world. We complain about the fact that it's hot in Cape Town. I just said to Patty, she, she thinks I'm mad. I say to her, babes, I am so happy sweating. I do not like winter. I do not like winter. In summer, you can just put a pair of shorts on. You don't need a shirt. You don't need shoes. You don't need socks. And there you go. In winter, you have to get dressed up and put stuff on. And uh, Patty likes winter because she says, I can, I can wear all my clothes. <laughs> so we got this dispute going on. Why are you going like this? So God has a plan for every one of us. Joel 2.28, and afterwards I will pour out my spirits on all people. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Me and Kevin, we're still not dreaming. So we're still pretty young. Even on our servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. That's repeated in the book of Acts. So what are you doing with your life? I love the scripture. I came across the scripture the other day while I was preparing for this. Acts 17, verses 6 to 9. It says, And when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some other believers before the city officials, shouting, These men have caused trouble all over the world and have come here, and Jason has welcomed them into his house. Guys, we exist to cause trouble. Are you causing trouble where you work? By speaking to people about the love that you have for Jesus. Are you causing trouble wherever you go because of your love for Jesus? Or are you just one of those, those guys, I remember the, this guy all his life, he worked in a shipbuilding company and, and he walked around with a clipboard and he would tick things off. And in his heart, he was thinking, I hope these people know that I'm a Christian. And he would tick these things off. And after 20 years of ticking things off, they, they were going to give him a, a send off, like we're sending Kevin today. Send off. And uh, he said to them, Am I different to everyone else? And they said, yo, we think you're a vegetarian. He said, no, man, I'm a Christian. Guys, if we don't open our mouths, if we don't talk, if we don't live, people are not going to know that we are Jesus. They're not going to do that. Kevin's got the perfect job. They sit there and open their mouth and they can't talk. And he just tells them whatever he wants to tell them. I think that's amazing. I, I said to Kevin, how can you do that all your life? Look down somebody's mouth and fix their teeth. Pat, Patty was at the dentist. She developed an abscess while we were on holiday. And so, yo, I could smell that abscess. So, so she went to the dentist and the dentist gave her antibiotics and whatnot and told her, you have to come back now, we're going to give you a root canal. So that was fun. I'm glad it's not me. So why do we exist? Matthew 22 and verse 37, it says, Jesus replied, 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Folk, that thing, love the Lord with all your heart. Why can you do that? How can you do that? You can only do that because God loved you first. You can't do it in your own strength. You can't do it in your own ability. So stop trying to have a quiet time, read your Bible, do all the right. No, get before God. I I don't know if I've preached this year, but I preached it in in PM. The, The disciples came to Jesus and they said, won't you teach us to pray? And he said, okay. When you pray, say. How many of us have slipped into the thing of praying in our heads? Or praying in our hearts? Or just sitting there and... It's not coming out. When you pray, the word says, say. And if you go back into the Bible and look at all the prayers of, of Jonah and what, what you must do when you don't get an answer to your prayer, you need to keep on knocking. All those things speak about saying. People have come to me and said, this changed my life because I begin to say. You know what? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And as you say it, it begins to grip a hold of your heart. And you begin to walk in what God has for you. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's not always easy. You've got to give it a go, but people don't, they don't like to come out of their walls anymore. So I try and time putting my rubbish bin out with them putting their rubbish bin out. <laughs> Out there. Uh, good morning. How you doing? Bye. Hey. But you know what? Your neighbor isn't only the person who lives next to you. It's the person that works on the desk next to you. It's every single person that you bump into. They are your neighbor. Love them. And then this part with Kevin and Mandy is go make disciples. How will they hear if you don't tell them? How will they hear if you don't tell them? Guys, we need to be telling people about Jesus. Last year, there was an incredible growth in Josh Jen. But you know what? It wasn't enough for what the the infrastructure that we have. I think we have like 47, 48 congregations Let me tell you, if all those leaders in those different congregations got up and began to speak to people about Jesus, we would grow like crazy. But people come to church on a Sunday hoping that there'll be some visitors. No, you bring the visitors. You speak to people. It's not always easy. I find the easiest way for me, it doesn't always work well, but is when you go to the restaurant. Most people can't go to the restaurant anymore. Anyway, when you go to the restaurant, look at the guy's name. Ask him, what does that mean? Petrol attendant, what does your name mean? Just prod and push and look for opportunities all the time. Don't just sit back and hope that people will come on Sunday. All authority... So Matthew 28, 18, it says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So there's an amazing thing. It hasn't been given to you and me. It's been given to Jesus. 
It's, but he says, therefore you go. I've got authority, you go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything. You can change that everything to all. I have commanded you. So that word all dominates Matthew 28. It ties the verses together. All authority, all nations, all things. Guys, Jesus has opened the way. You can have a drink of water now if you want to. Stand up. Sit down. Now, I don't preach that long that you need to do that. You know what? Sometimes we're waiting for God to work. But God is waiting to work through you. You know what? The next time you get that feeling in your stomach and you, you're, you're talking to your friend that doesn't know Jesus, take a chance. Just let it come out. Let it come out. We've been given an inheritance. In Psalm 2 verse 8 it says, Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. All authority. You're amazing, young man. I take cholesterol medication. dries my mouth up like crazy. That's why I just drink water. Drink my way through the preach. So what is your possession, your neighbor, your work college, every unsafe person you know? I know it's difficult to speak to family, but speak to them. What can they do? Besides ignore you or whatever, but speak to them. We need to take back what the devil has stolen. Right back there in the, in the book of Genesis, it says that we were created to reproduce after our own kind. Our own kind as born-again believers. We are called to reproduce. Get going. Don't think you're too old to reproduce. You guys are slow this morning. It's the first Sunday back from, um, with children out of here. But you know what? Kevin and Mandy could easily have settled for comfortable, done. But as they move to PM, they're going to unlock something over you guys and over PM. This inheritance is getting bigger. If Kevin is preaching, I want you guys to find out and I want you to go there. Not to stay there, just go there. And listen to Kevin preach, because Kevin can preach. I tell you what, I was there one day, and Kevin did the stewardship teaching. I've never heard stewardship teaching like that before. Like half Afrikaans, half English, all sorts of stuff. But I was like, wow, I've got to get Kevin to come do that in my congregation. Yeah, it is a, it is a, a, a bittersweet moment, like Rion said. It's not nice for them to move on. But you know what? Edgemead PM have just had Adam and Vanessa move to 
to uh, Australia. And so the, 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 the influence of old Josh Jen, like he was talking about, needs to be increased in that congregation. They need another elder. They, they've got a problem if they don't get another elder. And these guys here in AM are so wonderful because they just put their hand up and said, we'll cover Kevin, we'll work harder, we'll do what needs to be done. Where are you guys? Are you putting your hands up? Dave, I'm watching you. But you know what? If you guys rise to the occasion with the elders, this church will just continue to grow, to be strong, to be a congregation that can plant out of you. Because you guys, what I've found in the past is when somebody leaves, it causes a vacuum and people fill that vacuum. But you've got to have a desire to do that. You've got to have a desire, yes, Lord, use me. Here I am, send me, Lord. Who's seen Shrek? Pick me, pick me, pick me. Are you there? Are you saying, pick me, pick me this morning? Maybe you think you're not qualified enough. You, you haven't been a Christian for long enough, so you can't lead a calm. No, you come to Rian and say, Rian, I want you to look at my life. I want you to consider me for leadership of some sort. You need to be front-footed. You can't be back-footed. Not in the world we live today. Things are happening so fast and so furious that we don't know what is going to happen the next day. But you know what? If Rian feels, hey, these are in my kidneys. They, they, they are yeah. If the elders think, hey, these guys are, are yeah with us. They, they're yeah to help us move into everything that God has for us. This is a strong congregation. I have the, the privilege of overseeing this congregation. It's a strong congregation. It is a pleasure for me. I've ministered here on quite a few occasions, and I enjoy every time, because you guys have got great coffee at the back there. <laughs> and they always come to me before and say, can I get you coffee? I drank coffee once. I tell you what, my mouth got so dry. I went, nom, nom, nom. So now I drink coffee afterwards. Hear that, guys? So if we are submitted to God, if there's anything inside of you saying, no, I can't do that, you're not submitted. You say, Lord, this morning, I'm going to lay that down. I'm going to submit that to you. I wonder if you could all stand. The first thing I want to do is, if, if you are here this morning and you've never been in a church where the guy up front shouts and carries on and worship, we all enjoy and we lift our hands and, and we, we just get excited about Jesus. If you're here today and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, this is the opportunity for you to do so. This is the opportunity. It's so wonderful. Uh, Rion said to me, we're going to pray for Kevin in the beginning. I said, that's great, because otherwise it cuts the end of the meeting off. So if you are here, I, I remember the day that I got saved. I ran out of the church, and the pastor's wife ran after me. She caught me outside and led me to the Lord. And when I got saved... 
That was over 40 years ago. The pastor's wife wore high heel shoes and like blue stockings and a blue dress. And she, she, I could hear it. But, but high heels. Don't run from God. Don't run from God. This morning, if you hear and you need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, not one of the two, but both of them, I wonder if you just stick your hand up, if you hear. We want to pray with you. Is there anyone like that this morning? Great. That is wonderful. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You remember who you are, okay? Don't, get, don't forget. I'm going to remember who you are. The next thing I want to do is, if you up to this point in your life had been hesitant about getting into what uh, is happening in this congregation and you need to push into everything that God's doing, I wonder if you could stick your hand up. This morning you are changing your stance. You are going forward. Who's there? Put your hands up. Come on. Don't, there we go. We see those hands over there. We see some more hands over there. Don't be scared to put your hands up. There's some more hands over there. There's some more. Abby, you're an elder's wife. <laughs> really, guys, elder's wife, not scared to say this is, I'm going for it. You know, sometimes you think, oh, no, we, we, we like the elder's wife, we can't go up. Now, let me tell you, if you're the elder's wife and you need to come up, you need to come up. Many of us go through different situations in our life, and we need to make that decision. Lord, Lord and Savior, and I'm going for you this year. So if that's you, I wonder if you could just come to the front. There was a whole lot of you. Please, if you put your hand up, come to the front. Don't be, where's the young man that plays the guitar? Adam. Adam, you're the first guy. Yeah. There we go. Check. It's always the ladies. They're not scared. The men. Uh, boys are suck. Come on. Let's do this. And that, that lady that came up, I wonder if you could play with her, maybe with somebody else that's part of this congregation. Rian? Yeah. There we go. That's the lady that surrendered her life to the Lord. So let's come up. Let's come up, guys. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna trust God that today there's going to be a shift in your heart. That there's going to be, when you walk out of here, there's going to be a difference in your heart. That you came this morning expectant, or maybe you came unexpectant, and God is saying, come, come. If you're standing back there, you need to come if you think about coming. Don't hold back. Come now. Come now. If you're a home group leader, come now. If you're a com leader, that's just a different church. Com leader, home group leader. Come, guys. You don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to do something for the Lord. You're going to do something for the Lord. Yes. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's never too late. Come. Come this morning. I just 